practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. The content of this radio show is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Welcome to One Soul Radio, an interactive conscious conversation grounded in psychology and inspired by spirit with Steve Hassenberg and Kelly Alpert. Welcome everyone to One Soul Radio here on Unity Online Radio. We are the show that is for you and by you, a virtual community hoping to create conscious conversation and the opportunity to have a place to delve a little deeper into life, the mysteries, the magic of life, and all the things you might not be able to do on your own. We are the show that is grounded in psychology and inspired by spirit, offering you a perspective from both worlds at the same time that you're not up to find in many other, if any other place. So my name is Callie Alpert. I'm here with my friend, co-host, and psychotherapist, Steve Hassenberg. Hello. Hey, Callie. Hey. We just got back from uh, Carmel and Big Sur. Yeah. My favorite little towns on the West Coast. I know. And how are they? Are they operational now? They've changed their hue? We went up up there in the summer, and we were very saddened to see that so many businesses had gone. But right now, um, and I think we're all feeling this, there's a resurgence of energy. Mm, Hopefully, yeah. Spring has come, (laughs) and all the little animals are coming out of their burrows. And it's the same in Carmel. So new galleries have opened, people nice. on the streets. There's, of course, all this outdoor dining. So it was wonderful. Nice. I'm so glad. I'm glad you had a reset and hoping the East Coast and our weather catches up with you soon so we can all be outside again, too. It's a different experience, you know, and you have the the year-round, well, during a pandemic, it's certainly a different experience. You can right. be outside more and, you know, gather ease, more easily. So our show today, do you all believe in coincidences or do you believe there's no such thing as coincidences? Do you occasionally experience the divine magic that's really operating behind the scenes, at least in our, in our belief system? When we are in flow with the life, the life synchronicities can show up to remind us of the interconnectedness of all things. Psychiatrist Carl Jung is the one who put the concept on the map and he believed these meaningful coincidences are meant to call attention to the relationship of our deeper selves and to the workings of the universe. So today, the magic of synchronicities. Now, this is happens to be one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite words. I just need to put that out there, which I think is probably what planted the seed of us doing this show. Um, probably a little bit different because the idea of it being grounded in psychology is probably putting you on the spot a little bit more. It's a little bit more pressure because it's a little bit more of an ethereal topic. It is, you know, but I like ethereal things. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. My life is, my life is built around the etheric. I know it is. And so I'm happy to do the, this show on synchronicity and we're going to talk about some experience. Extremely interesting experiences that mm-hmm. we both had mm-hmm. with synchronicity. Yeah, we uh, have long lists. We we could even say mind blowing. <laughs> Mi- <laughs> mind mine were actually mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Mine and were too. We're gonna have a contest. Okay. And then and, we'll have to have our listeners vote to see whose were the most mind blowing. Okay, perfect. We've never we've never really competed like that before. So if you'd like to join us today, if you have sh- stories of coincidences or synchronicities, whatever you want to call them, questions, ideas, comments, please join us at 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. We'd love to hear from you. So let's start with, because... Um, Again, somebody as iconic as Carl Jung who put this on the map, and something that I just learned pretty recently, I didn't even know that, defines 
synchronicity as a simultaneous occurrence of events which appear significantly related but have no causal connection. So can you put that in layman's terms? <laughs> okay, you're starting with easy questions for me. Uh, the, <laughs> the layman's term is that it's a circumstance that has meaning, though it doesn't have any particular cause. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of happens out of nowhere, like a sly of hand trick that a mag magician would do. And all of a sudden a card appears and that card is related to something that happened to you 15 years ago that was very important. And so it's a shock to the system. And you think this is real magic. Mm -hmm. Nicely. That was, that was beautiful. That's nice. Um, I also know in uh, the little research that we did before the show that there is, if you're thinking in scientific terms, which we're mostly not, but just to ground it a little bit, that a scientific comparison would be a concept called entanglement where particles oh, really? are vastly distant from each other will interact instantaneously and without explanation. So I thought that was a cool kind of scientific visual to uh, just to ground this concept, which has, you know, more of a, it's, it's a little bit more out there for a lot of people. Um, I've always been somebody who, you know, people use the word coincidence a lot, you know, and, and a simple example would be when you're thinking about somebody and they call you before you reach out to them, right? Uh -huh. That's a very common kind of universal one. Um, but I've never actually really, as long as I can remember being aware of this whole idea, I've certainly learned that I don't believe in coincidences, that I believe that everything has a bigger, more divine reasoning behind it. Um, you want to hear Einstein's quote? Yeah, let's hear it. Einstein said, God doesn't play dice with the universe. Mm-hmm. And I always have carried that around in my left back pocket. Mm. And I love it so much because he's saying that there's a great divine intelligent orchestration that takes place in the universe that we don't understand. And that divine orchestration is part of what synchronicity is about. Mm. And again, a, a very his, historic, iconic physicist, scientist, right? Yes. Um, who is grounding this concept, which I kind of like. In fact, I'm remembering now that, didn't we discover that um, Jung actually discussed the idea of synchronicity with Einstein yeah, often along did. the way? He did. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. So it kind of validates this concept. And, you know, again, I think one of the biggest things is maybe uh, thinking about expanding our our perception of these occurrences to look exactly. from a kind of a brighter, uh, wider lens, I should say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So one of the other things that we can kind of establish about synchronicity is that it's not rational or intellectual by most people's standards, right? Right. It's more emotional. Mm -hmm. So we have an emotional hit that takes place. Mm -hmm. And so just like the magician, we go, wow, how did that happen? It's really, um, I'm excited to share our stories because that's really, that, that, that's probably the most fun of, of the show today and to hear from other people and their stories. Um, but I do think that synchronicities are, I've been very lucky. I've had tons of them for decades. The first one I actively remember is when I was in college and I'm happy to share that story in a moment. Um, little did I know then what synchronicity was, I just thought, wow, this is kind of trippy and interesting. And it forced me to pay attention to the circumstances. You want to hear it just to set up our, yes, our topic for today before to we get into our really mind blowing stories. Yeah. So this one comes to mind. I, um, when I was in high school and college, I was little high school, especially I was very, um, Little Miss class president, oratorical winner, Spanish club, you know, the whole thing. Like I didn't Miss, know who like, I in, was sitting with. Yes, yeah. I know. Now it's it's changed it's your whole perception out. of me, right? 
Um, and so at some point, I guess, between my junior and senior year of high school, I was asked to represent my county in New Jersey to go to Girl State, which is, they have it, I, I think, in most states, Girl State and Boy State. In fact, I re- recently heard there's a documentary that's out um, for Boy State. Um, but anyway, you go and you kind of have these faux gubernatorial uh, elections and you learn a little bit more about politics and you're hanging out with the first time I was kind of out of my house for any length of time with a bunch of like new young women at a New Jersey college and the dorms. It was very cool. Anyway, long story short, I bonded with one woman and, um, she told me a few months later after we were still connected that she had a brother who was going to be going to Syracuse university where I was going to be going to college. And when I got to Syracuse university, we may have connected on the phone once, but we never met. So then fast forward to Christmas break, I was in Florida with my family and I was walking through the hotel of the Florida, uh, the Florida lobby um, hotel. And I have like camouflage pants on and I see this very handsome young chap with the same exact pants on. So we stop and start talking to each other and pointing, at least it was a ruse for us to get to know each other. It ends up, he was the brother of this woman who I befriended in New Jersey you know, a year later who I'd never met on campus. So um, you know, again, at the time I didn't realize that there, I just thought it was really cool. And I thought, oh, more of an excuse to talk to him. And it just kind of, it registered as data in my mind that something was at play here, but that's as far as I got. It's a great story. Do you remember that, the first one you had? I do. Well, do I remember the first one? I don't, <laughs> but I remember a story and, um, this is a, a little bit more complex than yours. Mm-hmm. But uh, when Cynthia and I were looking, we were living in an apartment in um, Brentwood. And we were either going to move out of Los Angeles or we were going to find a house to live in. And I saw a house listed in the paper and I called them up and it was in the hills where we wanted to live and it was like perfect. And uh, the woman said, no point coming over. We have 10 people on the waiting list. And I begged her. I said, I just want to see what this house looks like because there's something about it that's drawing me. And so she said, just come over. (laughs) She gave me the address. And I actually went by myself that day. And um, I was in the kitchen And this house was the perfect house that Cynthia and I had both imagined with the streaming light and the high-pitched ceilings and the white walls. And I thought, oh, I have to be in this house. (laughs) And then the person who was renting the house came out and she said, are you Steve Hassenberg? (laughs) And I thought, oh, my God, what does she know about me? And she said, my husband and I were in therapy with you (laughs) about eight years ago. We were breaking up. Your work got us together. And now we have these two wonderful children. (laughs) And we always wanted to thank you, but didn't know how to get you. Love that. And she called her husband and kids out. They all came out, and we were having like a a mad reunion. And she said, we will do anything in our power to get you into this house. I said, there are 10 people on the waiting list. She said, don't worry about it. (laughs) We wound up moving into that house. And then about five months later, the owner called. And she said, I have good news and bad news. And she said, uh, my, my mother died. We're going to sell the house. We want to know if you want to buy it. And we wound up buying that house and living there for 10 years. Mm, beautiful. Cool story. Yeah, right? super cool. I, you know, I, like I said, I get such a kick out of these stories and everybody else's. So there's, you know, there's larger versions of it. There's smaller versions of it. Um, you know, you had made, made a point about the, the law of synchronicity is from the law of attraction. Right. So the law of synchronicity, it, most people know about the law of attraction, don't they? Well, we should, um, and for those who don't, I mean, there's an actual book called the law of attraction. Yes. 
which is, are you referring to that? Or are you referring to the concept? Yeah, I'm referring to the book that we read, okay. Law of Attraction. Mm-hmm. Now, who Esther wrote that? Was, what was Jer- Jerry and Esther Hicks? Esther right. Hicks being the channel for Abraham. Right. And um, what was the question you asked me? Um, you had made a point when we were planning the show about just the, how the law of synchronicity is from the law of attraction. Yeah, what that means is that um, if you're working with the law of attraction, which I've worked with for many, many years, the idea is that when you put your attention on something in the future, and it's that attention is based on the goodness of your own life, then the law of synchronicity says that good occurrences will happen from good thoughts, mm-hmm. from good feelings, mm-hmm. from a kind of gratitude about your own life. And there's a synchronicity. It's like a thought will create a circumstance. And in that, there's a synchronicity of meaning and magic. Mm-hmm. Where, that was where, from the law of attraction. I love that. And, and now that I'm thinking about it, just listening to you talk, there really is such overlap between the two because they, you know, now deeper into my appreciation and knowledge of synchronicities and having had so many of them over the last many decades, it does feel like, you know, there's, um, I stole this. This is not my expression. I wish it was, but it's like a God wink. Yeah, I, I love know? that phrase. Isn't that nice? It was based on that yeah. book series that I mentioned to you um, that, that came out a while ago. But um, I guess in some ways the two are born of the same energy, which is when you're in an open, aligned space and you're in flow and you're out of your way, these magical things happen. Either the messages from above saying all is well and all these pieces of the puzzle fit together and or it's feels like it's kind of fertile ground from which to put your attention toward more things that you want to manifest in your life. It's really true because when they happen, it feels like the universe is working for you yeah, rather than against you. Right. And it often feels, even though we know from our show and the things we've talked about, that it's not true, but it often feels like when the universe is often against you, mm-hmm. These things are punishments or they shouldn't be occurring. Right. Now, we know from our talks and the topics of our shows that these things do occur and they're supposed to occur, that often they're soul driven. And they have, and I'm, I'm kind of spending time with this because, in some ways, they are also about synchronicity. The hard parts, like the, the challenges part. of life for synchronicity? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about that. We can hear our engineer screening our next caller. There we go. But we're looking forward to hearing from our next caller. Go ahead. Uh, We're still hearing. We're hearing our caller being screened. We're hearing our our caller being screened. So, okay, we're going to go ahead um, and then we'll look forward to talking to our caller in a moment. Go ahead. Okay, so this is not something that you read about. This is something that I've come up with over the past number of years. Steve theory? Yeah, it is. That the difficult things that happen are happening to develop our character. Uh, They're happening to extend our patience. They're happening to teach us important lessons about life and ourselves and the people we're dealing with. And I, I, I'm i going to go out on a limb. Yeah, please, because this is interesting. I've never thought about this before. And say that even those are synchronicities. Um, they're meaningful occurrences. But because they're difficult, we tend to discount them. If they were wonderful, we would tend to say the world, the universe has incredible meaning. And I'm being gifted. And the gods have looked at me with benef, 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 benef. Benevolence? Benevolence. I'll be your Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> and uh, in the same way, the difficult things have this the kind of uh, 
meaning in a different kind of way mm. to grow us, to evolve us. So that's something that's coming out of the show today. Wow, that's a really that's so interesting. I could spend a little bit more time on this one because it's um, synchronicities feel I'm conditioned to synchronicities feeling really good, right, and feeling really light and feeling right. really aligned with a higher flow, right. I'm conditioned to feel like challenges. I mean, it's part of my work that I'm perpetually doing too, is to lighten up around the, the difficult stuff and honor it in the same way. But I think it's a real stretch for most earthlings to think that that energy is the same. So I find this concept really interesting because from a higher perspective, we know that everything that's handed us, every circumstance is coming from a higher place. The, 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 uh, the gap there is it doesn't feel the same as like a, coincidence it, or synchronicity feels exactly it doesn't feel the same we'd rather that it didn't happen right. right but it's happening for a soulful greater benefit and i would say the other side of the coin is happening for a greater soulful benefit beautiful thank you for that i love that insight shall we take a call yes caller are you there I'm here. Hi. Hi. What's your name and where are you calling from? Um, my name is Jan, and I'm calling from Hollywood, California. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Do you have a question or a story, comment about I, synchronicity? I just, I, I love this subject. Um, and uh, whenever I have had these experiences of synchronicity, I have felt so light in my heart and in my spirit. And my life has felt so much more magical and so much more meaningful. And is there any way that I can experience these more frequently? <laughs> wonderful I question. love that question. Uh, I'm obsessed with that. You might have, do you want to, do you want to start? You want me to say, yeah, I love the question. And um, I think the the important word is meaning meaningful the other important word is light in your heart and i think that um we all need uh, on the one hand i'm going to it's like a two-part or ten-part answer but on the the first part of the answer is that we all need to feel this lightness of spirit from time to time to keep us going definitely because life is very challenging, it's very arduous for most people. And so to have a moment of lightness, for me mm. to have that moment at the home in Brentwood was so exhilarating because mm -hmm. my wife and I had so many hardships that we had been facing, not that we didn't afterwards, but we had so many hardships that all of a sudden it felt like the gods were smiling on us. And it was an elation and it was a, it, it made us believe in life even more because mm -hmm. something was given to us that we really, mm -hmm. really wanted. Um, and if I go to the second part, which is meaning, whenever we find deeper meaning, whether it's reading a book going to the movies, watching a play, having experience with an, a friend. We also feel more reconnected to life itself. And so how do you do that? Um, mm -hmm. you, you do that by practicing. I'm going to go back to what we usually go back to. You do that by practicing uh, meditation you do that by practicing good uh, works, good uh, behavior toward other people. You practice mm -hmm. that by being more generous in your life. Uh, you practice that by giving people compliments. You practice it by having gratitude. Anything that opens us up to the lightheartedness of our soul over time will allow us that experience as we go through our life. And I'm sure you can think of a lot of 
a lot of others. And I'm going to ask Callie what she's thinking of right now. I think the other thing is, too, is that I know for me, and actually when I was reading about this topic, um, I, I read that this is um, is a thing that I, I wasn't aware of, that often synchronicities happen. For me, I would say 95, 98% of mine have happened when I was not in my day-to-day life, when I was traveling out in the world, which is where I tend to be, or at least was, um, very much in flow and very much aligned with myself and very uh, light and feeling freer and more surrendered and less in my head and less um, stagnated by whatever the daily challenges were for a million reasons. Um, And so that's always when I, that's why I love this question because I'm obsessed with, you know, how do you create more and more and more because it does feel so good. But I think if you back into that, it's about making sure, like Steve said, that you stay open, but also find you know, little way, little doses of joy, make sure that you're always prioritizing things that are higher resonance for you and that are higher alignment. And every time you catch yourself getting bogged down in the challenges of life, remember that, um, you need to kind of balance that out with things that are more higher vibration that just bring you more pleasure and more joy. So, um, Jen, we're going to keep you on the line. We have to go to break. If you'd hold, uh, just hold on with us. Um, we will be back in just a moment. When we come back, we're going to continue with our caller talking about synchronicity, and then a little bit later on, some action steps to help you appreciate the synchronicities in your life. We'll be right back. listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to One Soul Radio with Steve Hassenberg and Kelly Alpert. Welcome back, everybody, to One Soul Radio here on Unity Online Radio. I'm Callie Alpert here with psychotherapist and my friend and co-host, Steve Hassenberg. Hi, Callie. Hi. <laughs> we're still here. Hi. We are. So we're talking today about synchronicities, the, um, the magic of synchronicities, the ways that um, you can enjoy them, the way that you can hopefully derive meaning or um, trust from them. We'll get to more of the... Uh, the ways that perhaps they can help you to better your life. Um, just to button up what our previous caller had brought up, which is how to create more space for these, because I can relate to this because I'm obsessed with synchronicities and can never have enough of them, even though I'm blessed with having had a lot. And so um, as we were saying, I think just to create a space, and this is good for life in general, because it's the same as when you want to get into a space of um, manifesting things that you that you that your heart desires is to create a space that uh, feels like it's got a higher vib- vibrational frequency. You can feel it in your body when you're feeling light, when you're feeling love, when you're feeling connected, when you feel like everything's good with the universe. That's when these things happen. So I think that comes from, like we said earlier, meditation, um, compassion, putting out really nice energy to other people, living from a place of tenderness and lightheartedness, and also creating joy, just like trying to have fun and a good laugh and doing things that make you that give you pleasure. I mean, you you could say, if I take my theory uh, from the last part of the show forward, you could say that if you were in a state of, I wouldn't say perpetual joy, but close to a joyous state, what you would probably experience is that almost everything that happened would be synchronistic. Mm. Meeting the, seeing a stranger on the street, and somehow there's a feeling that you know that stranger. Yeah. Right? I think as we get, we become more evolved, um, synchronicities, for, like for you, would happen more often. And um, it comes from having a very open and receptive attitude toward life. rather than a closed and more critical attitude. Right. It could also be that um, some people need them more. If you're willing to recognize them, that it could be that it's a, 
you know, a good sort of magic wand from the heavens to zap you with a little extra yeah. fairy dust that reminds you that all is good in the world that you can trust. We got your back, you know, over here up in, you know, on the, across the veil we on do. the other side. And, right. then, you know, it's a way to restore and renew faith when you least um, expect to have it, you know? Um, so before we get to our next caller, shall we share another, um, one of our more, another story? Yes. Would you like to? Yeah, let's do it. You want me, should I share my, one of my more mind blowing stories? Let's go for mind blowing. Okay. Mind blowing. So, um, this one, I have a lot of international and travel, like really mind blowing stories. I mean, a simple short one is being at Machu Picchu, the great, um, historic site, archeological, um, wonder of the world in, um, in Peru and being wait and waiting in a line to get in at 5:30 in the morning and the two guys behind me I start talking to it it ends up that their aunt owns the nail salon around the corner from where I live in New Jersey but that's like a quickie that's not even <laughs> that's, that's not one. even that's, that's not it. <laughs> that's not even impressive to me here's really one of my favorite ones i am trying to figure out how to streamline this for radio time so we can get to our callers um i started traveling very fervently in my 30s I went to India because a friend invited me. I ended up meeting his friend and falling in love with his friend and started this international five-year relationship. It was all very exotic on the Arabian Sea. And then we, what happened, because he was living in Europe and I was living in Los Angeles, we were having a long-distance relationship. Um, one time, I went to visit him in Prague, and I was on my way back from Los Angeles, and I was seated. I schmoozed my way up to business class. This was before 9-11 when you could do things like that. And I end up sitting next to somebody, a, a guy on the plane, who also was not supposed to be in that seat. And we proceed to have this 11-hour flight from London to Los Angeles. We cried, we laughed, we drank, we shared. He was going back to New Zealand to say goodbye to his ailing father for the last time. He lived in London, and I was going back to Los Angeles, having just left my boyfriend from Prague. We get off at the um, LAX airport. We don't compare notes or share, you know, we're both... Um, partnered and we didn't exchange phone numbers or anything like that. It was very potent, powerful 11 hours. Three weeks later, because I'm living in LA, I come back to New York to celebrate my birthday with my family. I'm out at a restaurant in New York City. And who starts walking over to our table but the guy from the airplane who had gone to New Zealand, was on his way back by way of New York City to London to go home to see his family and happened to be at the same restaurant in New York City where he didn't live and wasn't planning on traveling um, and walks over to my table because he sees my sister, not even me. I was obscured. And he sees my sister who looks, you know, we look a little bit alike. So there he is. I'm thinking, well, I guess we're meant to know each other and keep in touch this time. So we actually exchanged numbers. And from there on went a whole, you know, a whole uh, relationship uh, blossomed over many, many years. We haven't been in touch now in a, in a handful of years, but, you know, pretty awesome and pretty international for something like that. Like there's nothing, um, there's nothing that says that anything logistical should have made that happen. There were way too many factors and way too many variables. And um, I once asked somebody about it, why they think that um, he, we definitely had a soul connection and why we had that whole run that we did um, of knowing each other that way and for so many years thereafter. And they said we were just meant to say hello again in this lifetime to each other, even though the Love circumstances that. were very um, not reasonable for us to have a, share a life in any logistical way together because we were Love always in different story. continents. that beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Should we take our next caller? Yes, we do have a caller. Caller, are you there? I am. Hold on. I get so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be nervous. Tell us who's Anarchy. calling and where are you calling from and welcome. Hi, beautiful persons. Uh, this is Nikki and I'm calling from San Diego. Hello. Hello. Are you a synchronicity person? I, w I, lo I love being the synchronicity person. Um, I, like the other one, want them more and more. Um, like wishing when you go to sleep you could have a flying dream like you used to have as kids. But anyway, yes. And so, um, okay, see, I just went blank. Um, you know, when it happens, it it's like you've already talked about, it's so amazing and it just feels like, okay, life makes sense. Okay, there is a fabric. Okay, there is a weave. There's connection and all that. And it really does, it just feels so amazing. And 
and you give it meaning and all that. And then I guess I want to ask, it's maybe already sort of been addressed a little, but then when it when on the flip side, when it isn't or things don't seem like they're you're in flow, and it, it is sort of parallel to like the law of attraction stuff, like, okay, I'm in flow and I'm creating this and it's happening and, and you know, and that idea that I think can be taken to an extreme, like that we're responsible for everything. So if there is some guy in a car across the street yelling, like, does that mean that's related to me or is stuff random? So anyway, I <laughs> like what to do when you know, when it's the opposite, because it feels really good when you notice those things or they're happening, but then when it isn't, so does that mean you're out of flow? Does that mean? Um, and so then it's like the challenge to not give it a negative meaning. You know what I'm getting at, I hope? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to come back to my new theory. Okay. I don't know if you heard it. It was on the first part of the show. But... Um, the thing about life that we all realize over a period of time is that there are moments of uh, elation and there are lots of moments of challenge. And the challenges, as I was saying, have their merit as well. When, mm. a, ch when a challenge comes, uh, our tendency is to feel like we're being punished or it's too much for me, or why is this happening to me? At the same time, from a soul point of view, the challenge is there to grow you, to evolve you, to, as I said, create more patience or resilience. And that's the other part of life. So nobody escapes it. There are two sides to life. is the challenging part to grow you, and the parts where we're really enjoying being on the edge of the the wave and coming into shore. And that's very, very exhilarating. So that's one way mm -hmm. of looking at it. Callie probably has another way. Well, first of all, I'm going to really need to sit with this theory because it's uh, it's it's um, it's I hear you. So I get it. But um, it's not sinking in that it's in the same um, energy, because like to Nikki's question, synchronicities and the way we're defining them feel good and light and have a certain lighter vibrational field around them. And then life's challenges and things that are difficult, we're all recognizing are meant to be and there for our higher learning and our higher purpose. Um, but there's that chasm because they don't always, you know, they don't feel good. They so I have to like, yeah, I have to wrap my, but I think Nikki, I think if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're also speaking to, or just even, um, happenstance, like, I get a flat tire or someone yells at me or I'm late for something, but in that space of what feels like an interruption to flow, something else comes in. There's another reason that you're meant to have that experience. Am I hearing that in your question too? Or um, I yes. I mean, yes. And yes. And maybe, and you know, that sort of is just another show, another question, just the broader, like, sorry, I can't verbalize very well today. Yes. And Steve sort of did address it because it is like okay so when it's good we give a meaning to that okay there's fabric there's connection it's real we're not floating around alone disconnected and then when it feels like we're floating around disconnected and things aren't working and we're not the gears aren't part of the whole gear of life then it's like well we give that meaning you know and steve i think was sort of just addressing that in that philosophy which i could probably listen to 10 times because i heard it but it also <laughs> isn't going in it's having trouble going in because that other stuff does hurt, but it does feel good to hear what you said, that the challenges are there and they're not bad because the meaning feels like, oh, okay, things did fall apart or not connected or other people are having luck, you know, all whatever our thought patterns are. Mine sound exciting, don't they? Um, <laughs> so, they do. <laughs> it's a dangerous neighborhood, <laughs> but do not drive by alone. Um so, yes, I'd even love if you said it again for those of us who are hard hearing. <laughs> There's a wonderful quote from the Sufi, and, you know, um, I'm part, partial Sufi. And uh, the Sufis say that a Sufi is thankful for all that is given, but a Sufi is all, also thankful for all that has been denied. And so their philosophy about life is extremely holistic. And if the entire culture was like that, 
it would make a big difference. We're all competing with each other in a very individualistic kind of culture where we're all, we're like all out there by ourselves, as you say, floating by yourself out there without the overarching philosophy that the Sufis had or the mm -hmm. philosophy that I'm uh, promoting today, that everything has meaning. Everything's coming from the, the gods, the goddesses, and the soul. And that whatever's coming into our life from the beyond, we should be thankful for. It's not something we're used to. Mm -hmm. And right. maybe actually I mean, the other piece here that might help to fill in the gap that I'm feeling, I think that I'm asking, I'm hearing in Nikki's question too, is the surrender piece. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. To your point and the Sufi's point about the, you know, holistic experience or neutrality of life. If we could figure out a way for the, what are seemingly challenges and difficulties, if we could figure out a way to maybe not rejoice in them in the moment, that's a right. very, that's very high um, mm -hmm. but at least to surrender and soften to them so that we're not as constricted and contracted and our energy around that is not as dense, it would more closely match the fertile ground that we are feeling when we attract the synchronicities. Mm -hmm. Does that I help? I think for me, it's like, the, yeah, that does help. And the feel, I think it's like I have the overarching why, like why, 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 which is, you know, we all have that to a different degree. So when things are good, then then the why is very happy, you know, feels good. But yeah, when, so, it is, when it's on the other side, the why mm -hmm. is like why, and and so you're trying to help fill in a really beautiful why, uh, which will take a while because you know for me the default is why either either you're out of the flow or something or I did something wrong. Like I'm not yes. in enough gratitude or so. It's either something I'm doing wrong, or but the why when things aren't good is a very hard child to feed mm -hmm. totally I understand well said today. Nikki beautiful beautiful yeah. way of putting it yeah totally understood and I think maybe that's one of the great lessons that a nice surprise that comes out of this topic in the show based on Steve's theory is that uh, it's a reminder that everything we experience and all of us are coming from and living and existing in the exact same place in the same energy in the mm -hmm. same field and it just depends on our relationship with it on any given day. It's not an mm. external experience in its purest sense. It's just the way we're um, peeling off the layers or I guess so softening into it. And some days we're not maybe as masterful at softening into it. You know, but I think the other piece is not to um, not to judge ourselves. I relate so much to your words, Nikki, because uh, mm. I often can, you know, what am I doing wrong? And I'm not creating more of that space. And how come I'm not feeling Thank that you. more? And I need more of those little <laughs> God winks. I can feel better about things. Um, mm -hmm. And I think one of the, the things I've learned um, in recent years, especially, is to be, again, it's the cliche of being gentle with yourself, because that energy of wondering why and constricting and judging yourself is only going to be counterintuitive mm -hmm. to exactly the energy you're trying to create, you know. Right. Or feeling punished and then disconnected, which is, again, the same. That's just the other. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. You guys should have Thank a show. I really think you guys should do a show together. <laughs> Oh, thank you. We'll take thank that into so consideration. Much. Thank you so much for <laughs> okay. calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to hire Nikki as our producer. Yeah, she. Our next, yeah, our next producer. What were you going to? It looked like you had a thought. Were you gonna, oh, I was going to, to say. I was going to um, talk about my experience before our show's finished. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so uh, so many of them just were flowing into me. I know, me too. Um, so Cynthia and I met. Cynthia is my current wife because I've had two. Um, so she's my current wife for a long time, actually. And uh, we met at a bookstore uh, in Santa Monica um, because there were about 35 people attending. And at one point I looked around and I saw her and I... I kind of gasped because I, I, I felt like I knew who she was. And I quickly looked around the room and there was only one seat open and that was next to me. And so we wound up talking. That, that itself was synchronistic. Mm -hmm. And then we wound up talking afterwards and we were both married. 
and we weren't out there looking for anybody. And we said goodbye that day. And uh, for six months, I thought, I just can't see this person because if I see her again, my whole life will change. So I avoided all of that. And then one day I got a call from her and we wound up meeting at my office right before Christmas. Um, and she brought, she was somebody who used Oracle cards mm-hmm. and, and those, everybody knows what Oracle cards are. Right? Like angel cards or div, 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 divination cards, tarot cards, sort of in tarot that category, cards. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. all that. And she said, I have 120 decks and I brought the card that represents my soul. And I, she showed me that card and the card had seven steps to a kind of Arabian door. And she said it's called a Mayan star glyph. Mm. And I gasped again <laughs> for the second time <laughs> because um, I had just been with Don Miguel Ruiz mm. in Teotihuacan and I had been to that door. There was a door like that. The Toltecs had built those doors just like the Mayans did. And those doors were the place where ascended masters came to walk with and live with the people of that time. Mm. And I was standing at that door with Don Miguel Ruiz. He said, just stand here and look. I said, there's nothing to look at. It's just a a blank wall. He said, keep looking. (laughs) And I kept looking and the spiraling light came out and it hit me in the heart. It filled my heart with so much love that I fell on the floor weeping. Mm. And then as I was weeping, I noticed that my hand was touching a foot. And I looked up and it was Jesus Christ. And so this was the door where I found my soul. And she was bringing me the card Mm. of the same place that represented her soul. Yeah, that's pretty magnificent. Beautiful. Yeah, it makes me cry. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, powerful story. Yeah. And we should say, I'm going to just give you an extra little plug that I know you wouldn't do for yourself, is that you wrote a beautiful short story about your experience with Papa Papa Miguel in yeah. Teo. Um, yeah. That's on, I think it lives on Audible. It lives on your website, right? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's on Amazon. It's yeah. called Journey to Teotihuacan. And it's a long, short story. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. So magnificent. So it's like, what do you do with these, you know, when it, when you get hit upside the head, or I call it a mind F, I can't curse on um, radio, <laughs> but I do like that expression, right? Because these sort of synchronicities come in so many big and little ways. I mean, that's like a, you know, that's a really magnificent life-changing way. It's different from a, you know, hearing from somebody that you were just about to call, but the energy is, all comes from the same place, right? It and what does. do you, which is just that we're all kind of swimming in the exact same ocean. We're swimming in the field of all possibilities. Yeah. And sometimes that field creates interconnections, which make us feel like we're part of it all, mm-hmm. that we're one with it all. Mm-hmm that we're in unity with it and that we're flowing through space with it. And that's a very, very special experience. I should also, I guess it's sort of noteworthy here. They're just thinking about um, the, the varying stories that we're sharing, you know, that they, they can sometimes bring us to people that we're meant to know and love. Sometimes they're just, they're meant to um, take us to experiences or places. Um, Sometimes they're just meant to restore our faith in the fact that everything's good. When you look at the clock and it says 1111 and you're, you know, for numerologists, (laughs) they'd say that that's like a portal to, you know, to a more divine place or people might just look at it and say, oh, that's cute. I guess everything's cool today. Look at the 444. Um, But the point is, is that the source of them is all the same, right? Some of them are meant to shift our direction and some of them are just meant to give us a little hug in that moment. I just got a new license plate that says 333 on it. Oh, really? And I thought, my God, 
That's my number. Do you know? You probably don't know that. No, I don't know that. Um, my numerological number is 33, which is the master number, the Christ consciousness number. And I got it on my license plate. Oh, wow. And you just, it just, it just showed up there. Sent from the government. Mm. <laughs> You're reminding me. Um, I, I mean, I could go on and on because I have so many fun stories we could share. As uh, I could share, as I know that you do as well. We're we're nearing the, the end of our show, so we want to get to our our, key, our few action steps. We have two today, but license plate wise, that happens a lot. Often when people cross over, and then there's something about the license plate that's in front of you. But this was different. I was. Um, Six months ago, really, um, I love Led Zeppelin, one of my top favorite bands. I was craving, like, finding a cover band to go see Led Zeppelin. I was probably thinking about my Rob Plant, my, you know, my my Robert Plant, love of Robert Plant. And at a stoplight was, like, a Led Zepp uh, <laughs> license plate, like, that day right there. Perfect. Um, so for today, our action steps are um, are short, short and sweet, but potent. So in, in an effort to kind of encourage everybody to just notice these moments when they happen to you, um, I've done this before, is list your synchronicities, write them down, refer to them when you need assurance and hope, you know, and even if you don't believe it, you just want to have some fun with a fun exercise. You know, if you experience a little coincidence or something that happens unexpectedly that fits into anything that we've said tonight, um, you know, write it down and start accumulating the thoughts and see if there's any patterns that arise as you start to have more of these experiences. And then the second one is to listen to your intuition more and give voice to the fact that some of these whispers might lead to bigger synchronicities, right? So I think uh, Nikki earlier was, or Jan, uh, one of our callers was asking, how do we create more space? How do we make this happen more? But it's like what we talk about, same as laws, law of attraction, that when you're in this energy, it begets more of it. So if you get a little sense about something, if some little part of your inner voice suggests something to you, listen to it, maybe give it a little more weight, maybe believe it a little bit more than you would um, naturally and, um, and see if it leads to more, more of the same. Love so, that. yeah. So with that, just two action steps tonight that I think will keep our listeners busy, list down your synchronicities and refer to them, especially when you're feeling a little, um, you know, if you're feeling in despair, you feel like you need a little bit more reassurance that something bigger is at play that's got your back that might not feel that way that day. And then listen to your intuition a little bit more. Give it a little more life. Breathe a little more belief system into it um, because you never know what it's trying to tell you. So with that, we want to thank everybody for joining us today. Synchronicity show, which was fun to share stories. Maybe we'll do a part two so we can continue our synchronicity off. Um, <laughs> All right. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can find us here actually at Unity Online Radio Podcast. You can find us at onesoulradio.com. On Instagram, we're at on One Soul Radio, And on Facebook, One Soul Radio Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to engage with you, hear topics, questions that you might want that will uh, feed some of our ideas going forward. For next week, our show is Alone versus Lonely. We're going to speak to the loneliness epidemic that's been going on in this country for a long time and has really exacerbated in this last year. So we look forward to having you join us then. Have a good week, everyone. Bye, Kelly. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.